Hey, welcome to Dating Funnies. Hope everyone's doing well this week. Again, kind of an uneventful week in the dating world. I was uh, got another email from a, a listener. The same listener emailed me last week, Melissa. Come to find out, she's actually in the same state that I am. So uh, we kind of share similar stories, so to speak, although she's in a different area than I am here up in the Seattle-Bellevue area. But she's going through the same life experiences. And she, too, is, is seeing on Tinder and other dating apps that the interaction between people just totally dropped way off. I'm not sure why people can't zoom video or at least text or chat a little bit even though we may not be able to physically meet one another at the moment but what a great way to maybe build up to that event i even saw one match.com had something earlier in the week where now they're bringing video dating onto match.com wasn't able to find it this morning when i was looking for it but i thought okay well that ought to be interesting because can't seem to get them to want to do a Zoom video. And as I mentioned last week, I'm actually headed down to Arizona. And typically when I go down there, since I have a second home down there, I'll change my location and say I'm in the Scottsdale area. And I normally get a lot of people that want to meet up with me or email me. And so I end up meeting people while I'm down there. This go around so far, I thought, well, I'll put it out there like 10 days in advance since I'm going to be down there for two weeks and see what kind of interaction I can get again to maybe I can meet someone down there a little bit more open-minded about meeting or talking Zoom video without physically meeting. Uh, although I did have someone reach out to me last week that I haven't talked to in, I don't know, seven, eight months. and We text and then we went separate ways and she's like, well, why don't we meet up? And I said, well, we have this issue of having to stay home, stay safe. And she's like, yeah, but we can have social distance. We can meet and still be six feet apart. And I opted to put that on hold until you get back from Arizona. But it just got me to thinking, I guess we could go meet people as long as we recognize social distance. Although a lot of people are kind of telling on people that are out and about, even if they have social distance. So I don't, I don't know how all that plays out. But nonetheless, I too am not getting much interaction with people on the dating apps or in the dating websites because no one just wants to interact. I guess they'd rather be home doing TikTok videos or baking or laying around or drinking or doing something to ease some of the boredom. And some of the people out there, I'm sure, are working too. It's like my son and his wife, they're both working from home. I'm fortunate enough to where I'm going to go down and visit with them. We've, uh, they're down at my second home down in Arizona, and they're down there staying there, and it's got a pool and everything else. So I thought, well, I'll go down there and hang out with them. I think we'll all be fine and safe. They are. They don't feel too worried about it. I'm a little cautious, so I'll be a little bit more cautious about it going down down there and hanging out with them so I'll be wearing my uh, face mask but with all that said I thought I'd dig into my vault of things and talk about a couple of things that happened several years ago uh, when I was out and about and dating and, and uh, had a couple of situations that came up I'm not sure if I talked about one or not but I uh, had a really good friend of mine she used to hang out with my sister-in-law which is my ex-sister-in-law and I remember one time meeting up with the two of them uh, for happy hour, and then my sister-in-law decided to meet up with a guy that she had intended on meeting. And so me and her friend were just chit-chatting and talking about this and that and the other thing, and her friend says to me, yeah, I'm trying to convince her, my sister-in-law, to look, just meet guys, have fun, and 
and do what that thing called sport fuck. And I'm like, well, what the heck is that? I haven't heard that term. Come to find out what her friend was doing was just like if she liked the guy, hung out with him, they'd, they'd go back to her place or back to the guy's place and, and have sex. Thought, well, that's interesting. If only I was too dumbfounded by her comments that I didn't bother to ask her if she wanted to play. Moving forward, this is many years ago where the, the Seahawks were playing the Baltimore Ravens, and if they won, go to the Super Bowl, play against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's, what, 15 years ago. And I remember getting a hold of this friend and saying, hey, why don't you and your fiancé join me and go over to my friend's house, which is close to your home, and we'll watch the Seahawks game. And she goes on to tell me that her fiancé is actually in Chicago on business, could be gone for a week. And I said, oh, well, that's too bad. She said, well, I'll go with you. Okay, here's here's his address. Why don't you meet me there? She's like, no, why don't you just come pick me up? So I go pick her up, and we go to the place, and we start drinking. My buddy's like, hey, tequila shot, kickoff. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't do tequila. I'm not a tequila drinker. I don't hold up well with that stuff. But nonetheless, the spirit of the party went ahead and had a shot of tequila, as did she. Then the next thing I you know, he's in, after the Seahawks scored, he said, okay, shot of tequila every time they score. And I thought, oh, great, here we go. But, yeah, the Seahawks are going to get beat. I'm not going to worry about it. So I took a shot. Well, come to find out, I guess after the end of the next day, I found out that the Seahawks won 32 to nothing or something like that. And I don't remember the score being above 20. And I guess come to find out, her and I got really friendly at my friend's house. Uh, And I remember part of that evening because... As we're leaving, they're all asking, are you okay to drive? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. So I drive back to her house, and I say to her, look, yeah, I'm not feeling all that well. She says, I said, I need a glass of water. So she said, well, come on in. Let's get you a glass of water. So I take a glass of water, and I proceed to throw up in the kitchen sink. So then I say, I need another glass of water. And I throw up again. And then I ask for a third glass of water, and I throw up again. And then I say, you know, I actually think I'm feeling pretty good now. I think I'm going to go home. And I lived about 15, 20 minutes east of where she was. And she's like, no, you're not going home. You just spend the night here. I'm like, yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. So where's your guest room? She goes, oh, you're not going to sleep in the guest room. I said, really, where am I going to sleep? She said, you're going to sleep upstairs with me. I am? Okay. Because I'm still not all there mentally. And go upstairs. I get undressed. I get my shirt, my underwear on. And she goes, oh, no, those things have to come off, too, because I sleep in the nude. You do? She goes, yeah, so you get to sleep in the nude with me, too. So we ended up having lots of fun that evening. And the next morning, we had lots of fun. Never did it again. Just that one night, she's since gone off and gotten married to her friend. And we're friends to this day. We have communications all the time. So at that point, it made me realize, you know, you can have intimate play, sex with someone, and still remain friends if you treat each other with respect. However, I've also learned, too, I remember one lady around that same time, I kind of was interested in her, but she wasn't interested in me, and kind of went back and forth, back and forth, and then, and I was kind of dating someone, but we'd, we'd date, break up, date, break up, date, break up. At this time, we'd just finally gotten back together after a real hard breakup, and I got a voicemail from this lady back in the day when there's no texting. And she leaves me this voicemail says, Hey, I'm at a friend's house. I'm going to be home at 1130, 11 o'clock tonight. I want you to come over and, and I want you to have your way with me. You just tell me what you want and I'll do it. And what I should have done, now thinking back on it, I should have at least called her back and said, Hey, thanks, but no thanks. 
or hey, I'll be over there at 11:30. I'm looking forward to an evening with you and having you know great sex with her. But I was kind of frozen, so I didn't bother to call her back. Well, from that day forward, she's never returned my phone calls. To this day, I kind of run into her every now and then. She hardly says two words to me. So it kind of reminded me, you know, that old saying, hell have no fury, fury, like a woman scorned. And I thought, well, you know, I must have really got her pissed off because I didn't acknowledge her. She put herself out, out there, and I kind of blew her off. How lame and dumb on me. And you'd think I'd learned the lesson then, but fast forward several years later, I belonged to a networking group, and every week we would meet. And there's this one lady there, she's about 15 years younger than me, but we kind of liked each other. She was married, and, and I was dating someone at the time, and then all of a sudden I became single, and she's still married. I'd gone to this networking thing for about a year or so, and then I, I'd heard her tell someone that she just separated from her husband, and they're getting a divorce. And so I said, I'm sorry I overheard that. I'm sorry to hear about that. And so, I don't know, several months later, I get a we're at the meeting and stuff like that and she's like hey why don't we get together for a cup of coffee you know love to sit down and know more about your business things like that so great so we set up a coffee meeting and that was more involved with just learning about my business she seemed to be genuinely interested in me and as i was with her so we had called back and forth over a few weeks and then one night i'm at home and i get a phone call from her at about 9.30 at night, she's like, oh, so what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just sitting here relaxing, watching a little TV, messing around with my aquarium. Why, what are you doing? Well, I'm just out and about, not really not sure what to do. And she goes, are you going to be home all at n- tonight? And I said, yeah, I'm going to be home the rest of the night. Why? She goes, oh, I was just curious. She says, she's, uh, where do you live? And I tell her, she goes, what's the address? And I give her the address. And I said, well, you plan on coming over tonight? She goes, I don't know. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll just, you know. Love to at least stop by. I said, okay, well, you're welcome at any time. At about 11.30 night, I hear the doorbell go downstairs, and it's her. And she's, of course, looking as cute as can be. And so I invite her in, and we sit down. We're offer a glass of wine. We have two or three, and the next thing I know, we're sitting on the couch, and she's kind of getting friendly, putting her legs on my lap. I'm thinking, well, okay, well, she obviously wants to stay the night and have some fun, and so I kind of made a move, and she kind of backed off. I was like, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I, I thought maybe you're here to probably, you know, relax and have some fun. No, I'm just, you know, I'm just not in that space. Okay, well, I can appreciate that. Yet she didn't go home till 4.30 in the morning. And I shared with her at about 2, 2.30. I said, look, if you want to spend the night, you can. You can go sleep in my bed. I'll go sleep on the couch. I'm okay with that. It's better than you driving home. But she insisted we stay up the rest of the night. We talked about her ex, business, and her, and me. And this went on for hours. So then she went on her merry way. About a month later, she shares with me that she's found an apartment condo in downtown Seattle. Got to move some stuff. Not sure how to get all that done. I said, well, if you'd like, I'll be more than happy to come over and help you move all your furnishings and stuff. And so I get a truck, go with them. We load up all of her stuff. I get her all set up, get her moved in. She goes, here, let me make dinner for you. Okay. So she's making dinner and and then she's got a dog with her, and she wants to take the dog out for a walk. So I go out with her. We come back. We have a couple of drinks. And she's making these moves again. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I've already been down this path. She, I don't want to get her mad at me. I mean, I like her. And so I end up leaving her place about 1.30 in the morning. So I got to get going. I got a breakfast meeting I have to be at. And she just kind of looked at me and gave me this weird look like, really? But it's like, 
well, what am I supposed to do? The last time I tried something, you were upset, so I didn't say anything. So, yeah, I got to get going. From that day forward, she's been madder than hell at me because I didn't spend the night. So, you know, as a guy, it's kind of, you know, I guess we're just supposed to speak up and say, well, what do you want to do? You want me to spend the night? You want to be intimate? What do you, what do you want to do? As opposed, I was trying to respect she wanted the first time, only this time she wanted more. And I didn't provide it. So once again, hell had no fury like a woman scorned. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I think about her from time to time and... And what could have been. I remember one time before that breakup, so to speak, even when we weren't dating, we were downtown Kirkland one night. We spent some time together. And she says, so what do you think about you and I dating? And I'm like, well, I think it'd be great. She goes, yeah, but you're 15 years older than me. I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, but, you know, there's going to be a time you're going to be in a wheelchair and I'm still going to be young enough to be able to walk and talk and dance and have fun. I said, so? I said, between now and then... We can have lots of fun together. We can go do things together. We can have great sex together. You know, we can worry about that time down the road. I mean, heck, nobody knows. I mean, next week, you could be in a wheelchair. So, I, you know, if you're going to worry about what could happen 20, 30 years from now, and here it is 15 years later, and I'm as healthy as can be. So it's too bad we couldn't get our signals matched up, but I guess it wasn't meant to be, but once again, I was taught a lesson that hell had no fury like a woman's scorn. And to this day, uh, the other lady, I mean, I run into her every now and then, and she won't give me the time of day. So, uh, fascinating situations I tend to find myself in. I will be honest with you, I mean, I, I still haven't got this figured out, other than I do know that I don't like people that are needy, as people won't like it if I'm needy. I'm looking for someone that's self-sufficient financially, mentally, and they take care of themselves physically. And I get it. I'm not looking for them to have a model body, but you know, I need someone that's active, that wants to play golf, that would like to scuba dive, that would like to downhill ski, that likes to travel. You know, let's go do things. Likes to walk, like to hike. I mean, like I'm going down to visit my son and his wife and grandkids, and they want to make sure I'm bringing my hiking shoes so we can all go hiking when we're down in Phoenix. And why not? We need to be outside. I mean, we're, I'm cooped up too much in an office as it is five, seven days a week. I wish I had a better stories, but you can. it's the best I can come up with this week. So you know that I'm kind of an airhead when it comes to women, I guess. I'm trying to pay attention to the clues. <laughs> but I've been tarred and feathered so many times that I'm almost afraid to, to really put my foot forward. In fact, I happened to see a another posting on Facebook that, that made sense to me, and I'll read it to you if I may. And it says, people who have been single for too long are the hardest to love because they have become so used to being single, independent, self-sufficient, that it takes something extraordinary to convince them that they need you in their life. And I would say that'd be the same for women too. I mean, why should we settle for less? Especially if we love ourselves enough, right? I'm certainly not going to settle for less. I'm not going to settle for someone that's needy and expects me to fill them up every day. Speaking of which, the lady I talked about a couple weeks ago, she's pretty much gone away. She tried to open up channels of conversation again, and I was going to have no part of it because I was doing the things, and I do believe in open line communication. It's one of the things I've learned through this process of let's have an open line communication. Let's find out what someone really means, and hopefully they won't be offended when you say, hey, so did you want me to spend the night so we have sex tonight, or you want me to spend the night just to spend the night? There's nothing wrong with having that conversation. 
just like that lady in Bainbridge. I mean, here she's going to send me out the door at midnight. By the time I got back into Seattle, the buses weren't running, the train wasn't running. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Downtown Seattle, that time of the day? And I said, well, you know, if you don't mind, give me a couple of pillows and a blanket. I'll sleep on your couch. And I was okay with that. And she said, oh, no, if you're going to spend the night, you can just sleep with me. Yeah, okay. So I, I got in bed, had my shirt and my... Uh, my boxer shirts on and she gets into bed naked and she goes well you're not going to bed with those clothes are you get them get them off i take them off and of course we end up having uh, sex that night sex in the morning and then off i went and the whole thing got a flat tire and i think i shared with this before this whole thing we got going on with the coronavirus i remember her being very angry frustrated because we were trying to do something trying to do something special for her for christmas and i was sick i got sick like mid-december and i was sick for what? 10, 12 days, and I couldn't get to be with her before Christmas. And she says, wow, what's wrong with your health? You're always sick. And I said, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm getting better, but not really. And then I got better for a couple of days, and then I got really sick again. I mean, so sick that I didn't leave the house. I barely left my bed. You know, I was feverish. I had a cough. I didn't have any breathing challenges. And then, you know, I got better, and then I got worse, and then when I finally got better again sometime in mid-January, I got this horrific cold. So I really wasn't good until the end of January. And then up here in the Seattle area, we had the floods, and then we had the snow, and just one thing led to another. But she was frustrated, lost interest in me, because she thought I was deathly ill. And I was. So I may have had the coronavirus back then, but I was able to shrug it off, because I stayed home. I took lots of vitamin C, I drank lots of water, I drank lots of Theraflu, one in the morning, one at night, to get me through this, this, this whole thing. So I don't know if I had it or not. I don't have it now. I feel good now. But I'm also being cautious, too, because I get we could, we could spread germs. But certainly, as I'm listening to myself talk today, I certainly have a pattern of pissing people off. And I'm really not trying to, so hopefully you have much better luck this next coming week than me. I'm going to do my best to try to record next week's episode while I'm down in Arizona. I'm taking my, my microphone with me. If I don't have a new podcast next week, it's because my microphone isn't working on the computer down there. Have a great week, and I'll update you first chance I get. Thanks again for listening. Once again, I'm at Dating Funnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Feel free to send me your emails. And you can also follow me on Instagram under Dating Funnies. More than happy to, to take your suggestions, your comments, or if you want to share a story or two like Melissa has and a few others have, I'm happy to put those on the air. Have a great week. Be safe. Stay healthy.